to Nigeria Daily, coming to you from Daily Trust, Abuja, Nigeria. I am Martia Umar. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, the 2022 World Cup in Qatar has come and gone. And uh, the winners have taken it all. The trophy is there. It's no news. We saw the closing ceremony, so to speak. We saw how the games turned out. But to the disappointment of many who have seen five African teams represent the continent creditably very well, the Super Eagles were not part of the 2022 FIFA World Cup. So a lot of people have been commenting, there have been reactions about that. Well, we all know that the 2022 World Cup came with its highs and lows, disappointments, surprises from teams, and everything in between. And the 2022 World Cup has sparked a lot of reactions all over the world. But let's get to hear what some Nigerians have to say about the 2022 World Cup. Take a listen. Well, this year's World Cup has been a very amazing one. It's um, almost been unique and uh, different from most of the World Cups we're used to. This is different because it's not regular or usual where you see the big team playing against a small team and, you know, the underdogs have had the this World Cup. Let me just put it that way. Though we have two big teams in the final, but most uh, most of the games through the World Cup, from the group stages to the knockout stages, the underdog teams happen to just miraculously have won the bigger team. So it's made it somewhat like the best World Cup we've had so far. Our NFF need to man up and do the right thing because we cannot continue like this. It pay me where we say we not qualify. Generally, the officiating has been has been nice. It has been good, from the video assistant referees to the decisions that has been made on and off the pitch. It has been really wonderful, and I can see the some young players that came through. This, this is also an avenue for them to also boost their transfer values, so that big clubs across across Europe can be able to scout for them and be able to you know um, raise their value up. The likes of Vadiol of uh, Croatia. Uh, Bukayo Saka, Jude Billingham, you know, these are young talents who showcase their their prospects in the World Cup and it's really a good one. Yeah, the World Cup is really a fantastic one. First of all, I want to start by, on behalf of the world, thanking the Qatar nation for hosting the World Cup and giving us a very good environment for the football. I think this World Cup is one of the best and it's full of surprises. Like Morocco, they made Africa proud. And those were the voices of some Nigerians reacting to the just-concluded World Cup in Qatar. At this point, we'll go on a break, but the show returns shortly. Do stay with us. www.delitrust.com that's the home of news you can trust. And features, analysis, and in-depth reports that are rich. That's right. In addition, you can get 
much more. But how? Let me introduce you to Trust Plus, where you can get added value. And where is that? Visit the Trust Plus portal and subscribe. You mean subscribe to become a member? Yes, and that entitles you to exciting opportunities. Like what? A chance to connect with Daily Trust journalists to suggest stories you want to read and even contribute in producing the story. Wow, could you show me how to get a Trust Plus? It's simple. You can visit the portal on membership the now welcome back this is nigeria daily coming to you from daily trust to listen to this episode or our previous episodes of nigeria daily all you have to do is log on to our website on www.dailytrust.com or on buzzsprout.com you can also listen to us via apple podcast google podcast spotify or TuneIn radio in this episode of the show, we're taking a look at the just-concluded World Cup in Qatar and the lessons Nigerian team can take home from the World Cup. Before the break, we heard from Nigerians on how they feel about the 2022 World Cup. Basically, the reaction towards the just-concluded World Cup. At this point, one might ask, what are the lessons to learn? And how did the World Cup 2022 make a difference? Was it outstanding? These are questions that we threw to a sports analyst, Shwai Suleiman, and he responds. Take a listen. Yeah, so obviously there have been so many talk about things that are happening off the pitch. And one thing we have already said football, we should focus on things happening on the pitch. Hmm. When you look at a country like Qatar, it just goes back to the question where we all ask ourselves, is there any country that doesn't have moral issues, hmm. that morally doesn't have any problems? Because if you say you want to host it in Russia, like they hosted it in 2018, they have human rights issues there, they have LGBTQ restrictions. If you say you want to host it in America, there's gun violence there, there's racism. If you want to host it in Britain, there's also a lot of stories revolving around racism in Britain. So the fact is that if you choose to host it in any country, there will always be complaints of the problem. So understand that Qatar is an Islamic country and Islamic countries are guided by the doctrines of the Quran. Hmm. So I personally feel it's only right that you respect the rules and um, regulations of any country you go to. And if you don't respect it, then it's simple. Just don't go. That's the honest truth about it. Okay, so um, looking at the opening ceremony, it was different from all other opening ceremony that we had in the past from a different World Cup. How would you analyze the opening ceremony? What was it for you? So I think this is probably one of the most talked about opening ceremonies we've seen. We've seen um, countries not at the opening ceremony because of what they feel are human rights restrictions on Qatar and the controversy that comes with Qatar. Hmm. But I feel the world is just evolving to a place where the LGBTQ have to be more respected than others who could be cancelled if you do not respect the LGBTQ. And it was just questions about how well can we move as the world, how well can we respect each other. So there was talk about Morgan Freeman and we already saw representative from Qatar saying we can move on to the world, we can respect each other's beliefs, but we don't necessarily have to enforce each other's beliefs on ourselves, but that common respect what is needed. And we saw performances from people and I thought performances were spectacular. So overall I think it was a very good opening ceremony. It's a shame that so many channels do not broadcast it because of what they feel are restrictions and some dastardly acts by Qatar, but I think it was a spectacular opening ceremony. Okay, so I looked I love the fact that you said, you know, when it has to come uh, come to football, what we should do is focus on the game. Now let's get into the game proper. We saw group stages 
with a lot of surprises, some disappointments. Yeah, to be honest, I think group stages were very interesting. Obviously, it started off with Qatar leaving um, Sunil to Ecuador and Valencia started off really well. And there was so much talk about Qatar being the lowest scoring host nation. We saw that at the end of the day, they scored only one goal. South Africa had second um, to that. So we saw that they're the lowest scoring host nation. We saw England, we saw US, we know that there's a rivalry there between England and US. They're very interesting. Was, I think what really made this group stage stand out is the amount of upsets we have. Now we saw Japan and we saw Germany, and a lot of people saw that as a formality for Japan. A lot of, for Germany, a lot of people thought that Germany would be going away with that. Mm. So to see the fight in Japan, and I always say this when there's an underdog and a favorite, one thing the coach will tell the underdog is that you are going to have chances, make sure you take them. You could see that Germany were looking quite lackluster, they're looking like they had already filled the game in the early stages. So I think that was good for football. It wasn't good for Germany, but it was good for football that we see these underdog stories that takes us to very emotional places. So I think the group stage were very interesting. We had the rivalry between Uruguay and Ghana. We know what Suarez did to them in the past, and there was so much talk about Suarez saying back. It didn't happen. We also had Morocco and Belgium. The golden age for Belgium, unfortunately, they bowed out in group stage. Nobody saw that coming. So overall, I think the group stage definitely had to go down to be one of the best groups that we've had. We saw South Korea qualify and we saw tears. And the shocker, Argentina and Saudi Arabia. Yeah, we saw Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. I think that was one of the most important stories. The only thing that couldn't steal it for Saudi Arabia is that they could not make it out of the group stage. And we saw Argentina galvanize themselves, make a great comeback, and meet their million two matches that got them to top the group. Hmm. So I think overall, we have to say that that has been very intriguing, very fascinating and quite very captivating group stage. Definitely one of the best, if not the best group stage you've ever had in World Cup history. For some Morocco, we have never seen an African country make it to the semi-finals. Morocco did their thing. They were exceptionally brilliant. They held it to a new, um, they held it to a one new, they got their goal and they defended and we could not see Ronaldo have his final fairy tale ending. Mm. Unfortunately, we saw him in the quarter final, we saw Messi, Messi produced incredible magic against Netherlands, pretty fantastic. That assist has to be put in a museum because it's one that should be told in decades time. <laughs> so we saw it, Netherlands, they came back with the free kick. One of the greatest moments in World Cup history, actually, that free kick, because nobody saw it, blindsided everybody. And yet, the eventual final in France, and France, they also came out fully exceptional in quarter final. So I think it's been a story of dedication, it's been a story of momentum, it's been a story of upset. It's been truly, truly incredible what has happened in this World Cup so far in the quarterfinals. So do you I think, think that this World Cup is one of the most outstanding World Cup in the World Cup history? But that's the thing with this question, and I've had this conversation in so many ways, that there's always going to be recency bias, there's always going to be nostalgia bias. Because this is World Cup, I think. One thing I can say about this World Cup, I can't definitively say that this is the best World Cup we've had. One thing I can say about this World Cup is that it has definitely surpassed expectations. Because there was so much talk about the World Cup. We know how many injuries that um, that, that came to football as far as this World Cup, which is another conversation about congestion of fixtures. We know how there was so much talk out of the pitch, so much talk of football pertaining this World Cup. So for me, it has definitely leads to the expectations and it has definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, surpassed expectations. So I can't come and say this is the best World Cup, but one thing I can say is that it has definitely, beyond the shadow of a doubt, it has definitely surpassed each and every expectation that anybody has for this World Cup, I believe. Is there anything the Super Eagles might have learned from the play in this World Cup, judging from the fact that okay. they didn't even qualify in the first place? Okay, so one thing I knew that Super Eagles can learn is that if you look at the blueprints of what Morocco they are doing, you could see that they, they are playing with passion, they want to wear the jersey, they are fighting for the team. And I think the mentality has always been a question for the Nigerian national team. 
how willing are they to put it all on the pitch? How willing are they to give their all on the pitch? What are the questions around Nigerian combat? I think this can even evolve into a story of Nigerians outside coming to play. We saw the story of Hakimi, and it was probably for me, I think, the best right back throughout this tournament. So they can look at these blueprints and say that yes, we are Nigeria, we're probably going to every international tournament. We're talking about World Cup, not African Conventions, World Cup as underdogs. But if we look at what other people are doing, if Saudi Arabia can beat Argentina, and to be honest, if we look at player for player individually, are definitely better than that Saudi Arabian side. So I think there's going to be work up with the amount of belief. I've never ever questioned uh, the player's ability. What I've questioned is the mentality of the player. So if they have the right mentality and understand that regardless of our status, whether we are favorite or underdog, if we believe, if we maintain the right attitude, then definitely we can have a very good run in any international tournament we find ourselves. I think one of the most interesting things that happened in this World Cup is that you need to note out the fact that this World Cup came as a passing of the guard. Because you look at the superstars that have entertained us for the, entertained us for the past 10 years. You look at Ronaldo, Modric, Messi. Look at things like that and say that this is potentially their last World Cup. I need to respect and acknowledge the greatness what these people have done and dedicated to do. There was so much talk about could we have a Ronaldo-Messi final. Look at Player like Cristiano Ronaldo, there was so much talk that he was going to come to this World Cup and prove to the world and show the world and exhibit the talent that we know he's capable of. Unfortunately, he couldn't do that. He was subjected to the bench at the end of the day. So, so many questions around that. And I think they've passed the guard to a brilliant set of players. Look at Musiala, how incredible he is. Technically gifted. Look at Pedri and Gavi. They were sensational strategy the They didn't really step up in round of 16. Look at Mbappe, who is the leader of the nation. Sometimes they just look at it and say, Mbappe is one. You know when we had Ronaldo and Messi, Ronaldo was one A or Messi was one A, right? Mm. Messi was one B or Ronaldo was one. But I think where we are now, Mbappe is definitely leading the line. So it was the passing of the guard. Unfortunately, we could not see Rafael show the talent we know is capable of because mm. he was on the bench. Mm. But I think the story from this work of that people remember is that it was the passing of the guard. Uh, we hope to Thank see you. the best for the Super Eagles team. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to come on the podcast. And that was Suleiman Shwaib, a sports analyst. And with that, we have come to the end of this episode of Nigeria Daily. To all the people whose voices we heard on the show, we want to say a big thank you. Thank you always for your contribution. Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production open to sponsorship and advert placement. You can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com or on buzzsprout.com. You can even listen to us on NAS FM 89.9, Yola, Unity FM 93.3, Jazz, Sawaba Radio 104.9, Hadeja, and Badegi Radio 90.1, Mina. You can also listen to us by searching for Nigeria Daily on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. If you have questions or comments, let us know on our social media handles. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Daily on the Scott Trust. You can find us on Facebook at Daily Trust. Call us or send us a message on 091-389-33390. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Martia Umar. Bye for now. <laughs>